Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. From KQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. My name is Ian Frazier. I write nonfiction and humor. Uh, This book that I'm about to read from, The Cursing Mommy's Book of Days, is a comic novel. It's based on a character that has appeared in some uh, humor pieces that I've written for the New Yorker magazine. This character is The Cursing Mommy, and she's someone who has a household hints column. Uh, She is uh, sort of an expert on things around the house, and she tries to... uh, inform people about these uh, things that she has learned how to do useful tips for people around the home. And uh, as she does one or another of her projects, she tends to get sort of tangled up and uh, messed up, and she loses her composure. And then she curses, and she curses quite a lot. The cursing mommy lives somewhere in the suburbs, She's married to uh, a man named Larry who has a sort of ill-defined job but who collects capacitors. We're not too sure why or even what capacitors are. She has two sons, uh, Trevor, who's 11, and Kyle, who is about 7. And they uh, both kids have sort of uh, uh, peculiarities. Trevor is the more... uh, uh, disturbed, I guess you could say. He's uh, rather heavily medicated. And um, uh, Kyle also, he's a highly sensitive child who breaks out in hives and faints. Uh, so I'm going to read uh, some selections throughout the book. The book is done in the form of a day book, which is a diary, often with a thought at the top of the day, a thought for the day. Uh, a quote taken from some source. Tuesday, March 15th. Beware the Ides of March. William Shakespeare, Julius Caesar. As we go through life, we are constantly being told to beware, like the toothless old seer who warned the Emperor Caesar that he would meet his downfall on March 15th. Self-appointed doomsayers pop up in our path, We must do this or that, we are told, or we will plummet into disaster. And we listen and we step frightenedly through our lives from one day to the next, expecting the worst, never sure we aren't doing the very thing that will lead directly to our rack and ruin. Well, if all of you will pardon my French, forget that applesauce. As the cursing mommy, I hereby give you permission to jump off the waiting, quote, cliff, unquote. You will find it's only about six inches high. And if you don't believe me, believe M. Fowler Toohey, who writes in his latest book, Ouch, That Smarts, more mischief has been done in the world through excessive caution than through all deliberate wickedness combined. Never listen to those who will tell you that the hill is too steep, the way too long, the goal too high. Forge onward always and never fear. May I get metaphysical or philosophical or maybe even a bit corny here for a moment? The way I look at it, friends, is this. If I were a soul existing in some mystical pre-birth nowhere zone and God or whoever came to me and said I could go to planet Earth 
and take my chances with living in human shape, and told me I'd be here for a while in good or bad or wonderful or terrible circumstances, or maybe in all those circumstances mixed together, and after a while I would die and leave the planet and return to the nowhere zone where I began, would I say, yes, let's give it a try? Of course I would, wouldn't you? It might be fun. Why not? I'm sure I would jump at the chance. So, knowing we would have chosen to be here anyway, we should embrace with open arms whatever we happen to encounter in this life, and trample and stomp on obstacles, and not hesitate to curse once in a while when things go wrong, as, let's face it, they generally do. The cursing mommy replies to the toothless old seer, Let the Ides of March beware of me. Monday, March 28th. With relief, I return to familiar routines on this Monday morning, the sounds of Larry's quiet sobbing and Trevor's groggy cries as I try to get him to move. Then the two of them and Kyle are out the door, and quiet once again reigns, and I can return to my kitchen table, my coffee cup, and you, my encouraging and wonderful unseen friends. When the cursing mommy fears she is losing her way in life, she sits down for a good talk with you and feels better every time. Today I want to discuss exfoliating. That's right, basic skin care, a subject few of us have enough time for in our busy lives. I was reading a supermodel's beauty tips in the paper last week, where she said her secret for a fresh complexion was drinking 14 12-ounce glasses of water every day. I am sorry, but with that amount of water, the young lady must be spending her entire life in the loo. Yes, staying well hydrated does provide a fresh and blooming look to the skin, but I mean, come on, try drinking a few 12-ounce glasses of water and then sitting for two hours in a traffic jam with a car full of third graders on their way to the ice capades. Your skin may look dewy fresh, but what good is that when your features are contorted in agony? The horrible sandstorm recently had me feeling so dry that I decided to exfoliate using a mild facial astringent to cleanse the pores and remove dead skin cells before remoisturizing. We have all been through that drill, and frankly, it is not what it is supposed to be. Your skin can become addicted to the process. I am not kidding. On this jar of extremely expensive moisturizer, whose brand name I will not reveal, the cursing mommy does not endorse individual brands, the consumer is told... The skin actually eats the product as a food. Creepers, do you want a product your skin eats? Do you want to walk around with hungry skin on top of everything? That is just too science fiction-y. Tuesday, March 29th. Anyway, to go back to skin care, yesterday I finally broke down and used the skin eats it as a food moisturizer just to see what would happen, and by about 9 o'clock at night, my face was starving. It wanted more moisturizer, and it wanted it now. I had just showered with a new volumizing shampoo, and it had volumized my hair to about four times the size of my head. In desperation, I slapped on a marvelous facial moisturizing mask I make in the blender using avocado, aloe vera, and a lovely fragrant Indian root called vetiver with a smell that is wonderfully restorative and divine. Well, I covered my face with that soothing mixture and put cucumber slices on my eyelids to hydrate them as well. And as I was feeling my way back into the bedroom, I happened to knock over a night table, and that woke Larry. He sat up and looked at me and let out such a scream. 
I guess with the mask and hair I did look different, and I startled him. I told him to please be quiet, or he'd wake the children, but too late. Kyle burst into the room and saw me, and he screamed too, and then Trevor followed, took one look, and began to bellow sluggishly. I ran to the shower and jumped in before the situation could get out of hand. Proper skin care has many risks, obviously. Please don't ever let me try this again. Wednesday, May 25th. Did you ever have one of those days where everything goes wrong? Well, today was one of those days for me. I went into the city this morning to look for a portable hairdryer for our vacation, and wouldn't you know, I got caught in the most awful rainstorm I have ever seen. Truly, I was walking down the street, and the skies just opened up, and I had my umbrella in one hand and my shopping bags in the other, and I went to jump over this absolute river of rainwater rushing along the gutter, and I was wearing my low-heel sandals that don't really have any backs, and as I jumped, my right sandal fell off, and it landed in the rainwater river and started floating away. Well, there I am, hopping along the sidewalk on my one remaining sandal in pursuit of my other sandal, and the river runs along the curb and turns the corner and suddenly disappears down a storm drain and my sandal goes with it. These were my best sandals, my Clive Kimberleys, which Larry bought me four years ago for my birthday, gone for good. I simply could not get over it. Unfortunately, in certain circumstances, I really do curse quite a lot, and I am afraid this was one of them. As I stood there hopping on one foot in the rain and cursing, a woman who was walking past stopped, turned around, and asked, "'Excuse me, are you the cursing mommy?' I said I was, and she said, "'Oh, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I just love your column.' Friends, we must never forget that there are angels out there. This wonderful woman, her name was Felicia, happened to be on her way back to her office from the gym, and she had her running shoes with her. And when I told her about losing my sandal... She made me take them. Can you believe that? She insisted she had another pair at home. I asked for her card, so I'll send the shoes back to her right away. What a sweetie pie. Thursday, May 26. Yes, there are angels out there. This important, wonderful fact bears repeating as we go on with our lives that sometimes seem like unmitigated hell, crushing us into nothing for all eternity. Angels like Felicia and like you, my unseen friends, walk among us every day. Last night, as Kyle and Trevor were getting ready for bed, I told them the story of losing my sandal. I made them take their earbuds out and listen for a change. So they did and paid attention with apparently thoughtful expressions on their faces. I finished my story and they looked at me and then Trevor asked, What do you think was the loudest decibel burp ever? Why do I even bother? Why do I go on? To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED. 